0: We are on. Renu, how are you doing?
1: I'm good. It's, you know, I like my weekends.
0: What are we, we're in October already?
1: Yes, this is terrible. What is really that terrible?
0: Is... <laughs>
1: because the year literally flew by and I don't think I've done enough.
0: Huh. I mean, don't you always feel that way? Can I ask you this though? Is there is there autumn in Switzerland? I know that's an uninformed yes, question. Yes, but yes, is there?
2: Yes.
0: yes, it is beautiful. So Karen is also shaking her head up and down. Why don't we introduce Karen as well? Who's with I us look today? Outside.
2: Yes. We're outside, so we have uh, an Indian yes. summer here.
0: An Indian yes, summer. So. I told you, Karen, before we started recording, I'm so jealous because I look outside and I see trees. It's so beautiful there. Where, where are you Where are you right now? Klims. Nice, really nice. Anyway, so we have Karen Wendt, the president of Swiss FinTech ladies, and a woman who's not letting the system come to her. She's going to the system. She's also an angel <laughs> investor in fintech. I love it. Karen, how are you doing today?
2: Oh, I'm doing great. Thank you. So I'm sitting in a very nice place. Sun is shining. And I have two great people to talk to. And a thank huge you. audience.
0: I'm in Southeast Asia, so it's raining. But anyway, I don't complain. I just, I do what you do. I go to where the good stuff is. Is it yeah, really good. It's pouring. It's been pouring all day. So Karen, do this for us before we jump in and talk about some really important stuff. Why don't you talk about something even more important? Let's talk about you, and let's give our listeners a little bit of your background.
2: Okay. So from uh, I'm an investment banker by background. I worked in investment banking for more than twenty years. Uh, I started. Uh, oh, I always had pioneering roles. I started with. Uh, valuations and mergers and acquisitions, uh, moving to project finance, building up project finance for an institution, and later on uh, introducing environmental and social governance, today known as ESG, we called it uh, extra financial risk management, into major institutions. And um, this brought me to my book series, film series, and uh, later on, I realized that women really have to do something in this changing world uh, to make sure that they have uh, their equal say. Well,
0: did, you write a, did, did you write a book series as well as produce a movie series?
2: Uh, yes, uh, so the book series is called Sustainable Finance. It is with Springer-Pellagrafe Macmillan, the biggest publisher worldwide. And um, the film series as well.
0: And is that on this, so that's all on the same topic? Does the does the film reference the book and vice versa? Do you know what I mean? Are they the same topic and that's just a film version of the book?
2: Well, the films are more a little bit more pragmatic. And uh, of course, we have topics like sustainable finance. But we have also topics which we don't, don't yet have in the book series, like blockchain, like emotional intelligence, uh, like um, um, yeah, business ethics. So we do have different topics in the film series as well, because it's for practitioners. Um, yeah.
0: What were some of the logistical issues around making a movie series, a film series? I'm super interested in film as a medium. At some level, I want to make my own movie. I'm just really curious about like what some of the challenges were for doing that.
2: Okay, so first of all. Uh, what I did, uh, I'm happy to be a good content producer. I left the marketing to Springer. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so I had, uh, well, I convinced them that we need something like that. And uh, they are creating an online university or they have created an online university. Uh, maybe it's called iVersity and uh, they are uh, selling well, yeah, full film series uh, to companies. And the biggest issue, of course, is how can I build my film series? Uh, what should, What is the relevant content? You have less time, so in three hours, uh, sustainable finance, what should your participants know afterwards? And, and also you need a good team and uh, because uh, the spirit at the set, it is in the series.
1: These are not documentary series. These are film series. Uh, Why did you choose film?
2: uh, Because many, well, attention span span is uh, decreasing in in our times now. So we have to handle so many things. Who is reading a book? Uh, Who is even reading a journal article? So what you want to have is, is films, four minutes to seven minutes, no longer, that allow you to digest a topic in a very short period of time. And even myself, I, I see that. I like to read books which are, which are easy and who make it easy for me and not complicated.
0: You mentioned earlier this idea that like women need to get, invest- get involved in investing. And you said instead of waiting for people to invite you, you just became an angel investor. Can you talk a little bit more about this idea of, you think more women need to do this maybe why, and then maybe how you look at your angel investing as a way to have impact.
2: So first of all, I think a lot of new companies are emerging now. We are seeing the fourth industrial revolution. The entire world is going digital. And so Klaus Schwab wrote about it, The Fourth Industrial Revolution, a book you probably know. We wrote uh, The Fourth Industrial Revolution and its impacts on ethics. It's a book only written by females, (laughs) and it appeared with Springer Pyrograph Macmillan as well. So I think that women cannot just wait for politics and governance standards to give them their say. Uh, They also have to be very close to the market, and they have to experiment with the market, and that means that you have to do your own investments whatever small this investment m- might be so i'm more this kind of person i didn't do a in my view a small investment i, I did a normal investment so like these 100000 tickets that you have in just one company where i believed this is a good company and i should invest in that and it rewarded me on so many fronts in so many in so many levels it was not just that I was an investor and I, 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 spent my money somehow. No, I really got return on every level, not only financial, but also in communications with the management. And when they asked me to help them in this and that regard, yeah, I could extend my work network, my experience. And, and also my professional life. So I think it was a really good experience. And then I thought, why shouldn't I do a second investment? And I'm not really a fintech specialist, you know. I'm good in finance. I'm good in doing due diligence. Uh, but fintech, uh, that's really a. A different world but what i always love to do is to dive into these different worlds i don't know so what is known to me is always becoming a little bit boring over time
0: just give me one second here i want to ask you about this right as a guy who used to sit on a trading desk i want you to try to explain to people how different it is to talk about investing and then to actually have a position in something whether it goes up or down or not but just what you learn from being in the market, whether it's a listed market or unlisted market, that feeling you have and what you learn, yeah? You know what I mean though, right?
2: I think I started investing when I just started my financial career at Deutsche Bank. And it's a complete difference to have your own money in the fire and just analyzing, talking, maybe doing a model portfolio, you you don't really experience the same emotions because you know you have to to make good decisions, you have to adjust your decisions because otherwise your money is gone. (laughs) And uh, that's absolutely a different situation and it makes you uh, much more, uh, how would I say that? It's more about not emotional intelligence, it's about emotional agility, Uh, Combining your intuition with all your knowledge. And that's a different thing. So, knowledge has various levels. So, you can know something and do nothing with it. And you can experiment with your knowledge and uh, extend your knowledge uh, and uh, well so investing yourself really combines your knowledge with your emotions and uh, so you are there as a full person with uh, with all who you are with all your shortcomings with all your strengths and I mean it's like a mirror <laughs> looking into a mirror do you,
1: do you think that women are are reticent to make that investment
2: well, it's as compared like a to little men, bit, yeah, it's a little bit, yeah, it has something like that. So it's a little bit like standing <laughs> at the promenade of a nice, uh, of a nice uh, sea, or at the beach of the sea, but you never touch the water, and you really have to be into the water, and you have to really know that you can weather the storm. So that's a different quality than just sitting at the beach and analyzing the waves.
0: Yeah, I mean, I like to say you can't learn how to drive a car unless you get behind the wheel. You can read the book all you want, but unless you like actually touch the gas pedal, you don't understand what the speed means and what braking means. I would even say it's
2: a cellular experience to invest.
0: Yeah, it's a visceral experience. Yeah,
2: or it's not in your cells, so it's as easy as that. So the, my challenge
1: is my I don't I can't fully really grasp why women would be actually different from men in that because women also do different. Strong decisions, right? Oh, and, yes. Right. So then, why are they not doing it financially when they're doing it on many, many things, including their heart? It's
2: still visceral. Uh, well, that's that's a very, very good question, and I personally think, first of all, of course, yeah, we are not trained to do financial decisions. So when you look into children's books, five-year-old girls, they have books where they can learn how to to do maquillage, how to dress. And for boys, uh, well, there are tips on how to negotiate your pocket money. So the world of money for many, many ages has not been the world of females, And this was exactly the reason why I went into investment banking, because my parents told me, well, you are female, you have no idea about money. And then I said, well, maybe, yeah, that's true. (laughs) It was true in my case. (laughs) But but I decided that I want to learn it. I really decided that I want, I need to go into this world that I need to get my feet wet.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And, and even if all people around me, all men around me think that I'm stupid, that I'm blonde, no matter what, I go and get my feet wet. So that was my strategy. But I know that a lot of women don't like that 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 strategy so much. So. They don't want to be challenged as being stupid, as being blunt. They don't like this very male atmosphere. So um, so I, I I, must say I've, I've been on a boys' school. So this is why I was not shocked not <laughs> in any way by this male atmosphere. It was just something I was accustomed to. Mm-hmm.
0: Do you feel like you look at the world in a different way now that you understand finance than you might have if you didn't understand it?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Just, uh, if you look into the core of all the politics, into the core of what, what is happening, at the end, it's, it's the money system. It is finance uh, that makes and breaks things, uh, that influences politics. Uh, so absolutely. So you, have, uh, you can't just wait for governance. You have to be involved into that world to really understand what makes it tick and really to understand where to go.
0: How do you get the next generation of females involved, right? In other words, if you really want to provide support to them, you want other girls, right? And I'm saying girls specifically because I'm talking about young, very young women. If there's not a book out there that says you should learn about finance as opposed to maquillage, right? How do you then convince them? Whether you're, Maybe you just have to write more books about it, but even if you don't, what's the pathway for them to become you later in life without the difficulties maybe that you encountered?
2: So the good news is there are children books which are written now uh, with that focus. So it's not me writing them. (laughs) I was more concentrating on young women. So we even have to start earlier because we have to start at school level. But I think uh, we are starting, uh, let's say, with women who are 18 years plus and who can use our academy to do a free course in Python. And Python, I mean, is uh, really a language which is easy to learn, and I'm saying that as a non-technical geiger or whatever. So I'm not a, a, a very technical person, but I can do R, I can do Python. So it's it's nothing which is so complicated that you cannot learn it. It's it's very intuitive, and we offer courses together with the University of Nicosia where you can have your MIS certificate and your cas certificate for free by doing our course then of course i think uh, if you want to invest it's it's good if you understand a little bit about valuations so uh don't go to your banker and ask him what should i buy because then you get the bank philosophy the bank strategy uh, and you 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 don't get an independent view on it, so you have to make if you to familiarize yourself with what drives the valuation of a company so that you know at what price you're buying are you buying at a good price? is it reasonable is it much exaggerated and so on so we are um cooperating with kaya because uh Um, That's an organization that is looking into alternative assets, so assets which are not yet uh, on uh, the stock exchanges. At the stock exchange, you can have a fairly good, at least, uh, gut feel and badge that the prices are more or less realistic. But in the alternative space, you really have to calculate yourself. And uh, this is why we have a program with uh, Kaya where you can learn uh, evaluating. And then we have uh, a lower level, uh, even so for females who want to understand uh, financial literacy. So this is something women have not looked into so much. Many women say, oh, to, to, to the husband, oh, yeah, you look uh, you look for our pension, you do the financial stuff. I'm just not interested. And that, I think that's the problem. So finance doesn't isn't seen as, uh, by many women, not seen as something which is fascinating. It's seen as something which is, uh, let's say, an evil that has to be managed somehow by, by somebody. And uh, very often this somebody is not them. So we have a, a course in financial literacy that takes you from, all your mental blockages and belief systems that you have in finance to auditing, how do I calculate my pension, uh, and so on. So, well, we start with uh, the belief systems and the blockages, and then we go on to, to, well, the more, let's say, uh, content-related stuff like, uh, How do I do an audit? How do I do a risk analysis? What do I need to know for my pension plan and stuff like that? So very basic. But I think the most important part is really mental, the mind and uh, the mental approach to money. Mm
1: -hmm. How do you measure success? Do you have any KPIs in place that say, we've done the part to change the mindset, which is through books, through education, through literacy? How do you define that you are getting somewhere. Okay,
2: okay, so we're now not talking about sustainable finance and not about uh, the book and film series because there I measure success by <laughs> by just the key figures, how many mm-hmm. books <laughs> sold, films sold, whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. So when we talk about Swiss FinTech Ladies, it's how many people did inscribe to our program, how many people came to our events, is there any impact of the event? So is there a follow-up? Do they want to know more? Do they want to join one of our programs? Do they want to become a member? Do they eventually, and this is really far reaching, do they eventually could consider becoming an angel investor themselves? Mm-hmm. So yeah, this is uh, how we at Swiss FinTech Ladies evaluate um well, the success of our strategy. And we also have a new product. This is a venture capital for diversity. We do have a jury, which is meeting once a month to evaluate startups that uh, fulfill two criteria. They have 30% females in managerial roles. They have a past renowned incubator accelerator program. Interesting. And uh, they have or are seeking at least 10% female shareholding. And that's the big issue. (laughs) The third one is the big (laughs) hurdle.
0: Do you see blockchain as a kind of transformational technology for allowing people to invest in non-listed assets in smaller sizes than they have been able to in the past to give people access to investments that weren't necessarily possible before and then to get them used to those failings that you were talking about where just being in some kind of position makes them feel more involved, if that makes sense.
2: Yes. So in principle, the technology allows for that.
0: It, it should, right?
2: This should happen over time. I'm not seeing it happening at the moment and this ha- may have... A number of reasons so so blockchain very often is confused with cryptocurrencies when you look into cryptocurrencies yes then you must say okay i do have a nice white paper i don't have so much due diligence stuff yeah as uh, in more conventional markets like venture capital uh seed series ab and so on so i would really advocate for a professionalization of the crypto space but blockchain is not crypto, so uh, there are a lot of blockchain applications which have nothing to do with crypto. So like supply chain analysis, like uh, cybersecurity. So, so well you can do a lot of things uh, with the blockchain and of course the blockchain in principle allows you also small investments and they make small investments manageable. We don't see very much professional players in that area yet. We have funds from Singapore, but you have to give away a lot of personalized data, which I mean under European protection might be be a little bit you have to think twice whether you want to do that. And um, well, so the market is there, but we don't have the vehicle really yet.
0: I was going to say, one of the reasons why I asked you about this is because I had lunch today with the CEO of a company in Singapore called AdEx, a woman named Yi Chu. And also one of my other favorite companies in Singapore is a company that just rebranded and called themselves Alta, run by a woman named Kailin Singh. So it's interesting to me. I don't think it's a coincidence that women are running these companies, not only for the fact that they want more women to be involved, but because they understand the challenges around fractionalization and giving people access. This is, I think, really important. That's why I asked that question, because I think that you actually have women in Asia for sure, but I think globally trying to make that change, and that's super important, yeah?
2: So we don't see it in Europe that, uh, yeah, that often, uh, but there are some Israeli and Asian companies around where you can invest small amounts, yeah, in, uh, well, in something which has already gone through a good due diligence process. I think this is the important part, Yeah.
1: Do you think the hesitancy to take more uh, an active role in financial decisions, including investments, got, is a different between, say, the foreign born in Switzerland versus the Swiss? Because not all women are the yeah. same.
2: Let's say, in principle, probably uh, some adventurous personality is of advantage. So the person, the people who came from abroad to live in Switzerland, they have had the courage to leave their country. They mm-hmm. uh, had the courage to study at uh, a foreign university. They were leaving their comfort zone mm-hmm. in so many regards that for them uh, it appears to be easier also to to leave their comfort zone when it comes to finance. Of course, when you never left your comfort zone, or uh, if you are, if there are only some in, uh, instances where you left your comfort zone, then uh, then it's a much bigger jump mm. to, to invest. But the females are also, I must say, they are not hesitant, but they are really risk aware. So I think if you if we can see one big difference between females and males also in finance, in the finance industry, women are very risk aware. So they want to understand all the risks. So men look uh, very much into you, the opportunities and go that direction. And women, yeah, they really want to understand the risks. So this is why I think our programs are very good for them, because they will make them understand. Them. At the same time, when you understand the risks, then uh, it's important that you can start investing with small amounts. It's a difference whether you lose 100,000 bucks or 5,000 bucks. And lifetimes mm-hmm. can be already very hurting and you can have a lot of, let's say, experience out of it. But uh, so don't start with big amounts. So when I started with the blockchain, I also just small amounts, uh, find out whether it works and how it works. Don't invest, uh, well, a whole lot of money into it. And therefore, it is so critical and so important that we allow females to invest Small amounts in startups in series ABCD in venture capital and not the normal tickets of 100,000, 200,000, 500,000. I can't see that females will start with these amounts (laughs) because it, of course, uh, will be a very, very emotional tide investment uh, if it is that amount. So you make your experience with smaller amounts. And this is why we're working as well with um, regulated venture capital funds. So that the fact that they are regulated, the fact that you already have a portfolio reduces risks per se. And then we are working with them that they allow females to share a ticket. So we have uh, in Switzerland this uh, Swiss partnership structures where up to 20 people can invest, up to 100,000 or 100,000 and plus. Yeah, we are using, we're working with them on these Swiss partnership structures that females can invest smaller tickets like 10,000, 20,000 or even 5,000 uh, into a regulated venture capital fund.
1: So to as nice a old. clarification, small tickets are not allowed in a regulated VC fund. Is that what you're saying? No.
2: Have to
1: have okay. I see. So you want to promote the ability of, of women to invest more by allowing them to go small, then have the yes. courage to go big. That's your approach.
2: Yeah. So, so they, they just, uh, well, various women like in an investment club, they pool their tickets to make it a 100,000 ticket at the end.
0: Yeah, nobody's first investment should be $100,000 and I should know because I did that and it was just a mess. It's the wrong way to start.
1: Well, okay. Then I have to ask, what, why isn't it possible to just have someone who just invests that money, I'm sorry, and like a big amount and say it didn't work, let me go again. Why are we not encouraging, and this is generally to society, why are we not encouraging uh, fearlessness. I'm not saying to be foolish, but why are we not encouraging fearlessness? Because you are encouraging the step by step approach. And I see the pragmatic part of it, right? I see it as an investor. But if we don't uh, encourage them to think big, will yeah. they ever Absolutely. think big? Absolutely. Yeah.
2: So that's, that's one of the problems. That's one of the problems. We don't think big because we're not accustomed to think big. We were always the caregivers. We were looking that everyone uh, in our family as well feels good, and so on. We're not, uh, let's say, uh, with this, um, yeah. Also, this disease of grandezza. Well, we will change the entire world. And there, sometimes it's a very small margin between foolishness and fearlessness. <laughs> so, yeah. So you should be. Out of your comfort zone, definitely. Mm -hmm. Because if you are not out of your comfort zone, you are not fearless. If you take a very huge ticket, you really might be foolish. Uh, So, yeah, for the first ticket, I would say, yeah, go out of your comfort zone. And for many women, 20,000 is a lot of money. Because we are thinking of money in in a very particular way. We're not... Mm -hmm. We are not the Fed or the ECB. We are not printing the money. So, we are not a bank printing, issuing money. And um, we have to earn money. And for many people, earning twenty thousands or having savings of twenty thousand is a lot. And so, this is where this uh, this fear comes in. So, if I had been a trader of my entire for my entire life, I would of course see it differently. So, I know when I started in investment banking and I was dealing with deals. 10 million, 20 million, I was feeling like, oh gosh, uh, so nothing should go wrong here. And afterwards it was, well, 100 million, uh, 1 billion. So it was just a number with uh, zeros behind it. (laughs) So, and the technique was always the same. Yeah, but uh, this is not, um, yeah, the process um, you normally experience outside of the financial industry. So you really have to go there. You have to be in the industry to to as well lose a little bit of the fear and see that money is fascinating feeling that money is is also a good energy it's not just the bad evil and um yeah that you can do a lot of things with it
1: what keeps you awake and going and motivated so every day when you wake up what do you think i want to do
2: oh wow <laughs> Okay, so I definitely uh, help uh, startups I like in fundraising. This is something I really love to do. I'm also very much on this financial literacy page because I want to break the old paradigms of thinking. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is—I I must admit—that's the tougher part of the of of my mission. Mm-hmm because you're working with uh, not only the ones who wish to get funds raised, but you're working as well with, with the entire uh, female ecosystem. And there you have very bright people, but you also have people who are at a different point in their journey. So you have to help everyone to, to, to raise the bar. And, and of course, my uh, film and finance uh, series. Uh, this is also what keeps me up. <laughs> And my family. (laughs) Of course.
0: (laughs) Of course.
2: A good way for my family.
0: (laughs) Okay. Should we end there? That was really great. Let's just thank you. Karen Wendt, the president of Swiss Fintech Ladies and an angel investor in fintech. That was what we wanted. That was fabulous. Thank you for doing that.
2: Thank you so much. Have a great day.